Welcome to the Leading Lane Podcast for real estate pros by real estate pros with your hosts, Ashley Frederick and Stephen Birch. If you're looking for an honest, authentic, and raw perspective, you found it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited for this episode. We have a fantastic host or host, uh, well, guest is what it is. We have a host, co-host, Ashley Frederick, which we know. <laughs> And then it's called a guest. There we go. Um, which is Andrina, you are our very first guest um, on our podcast. So thank you for Yay. being our <laughs> guinea pig on here. But um, Andrina Williams is one of my agents in, in our company. And we have asked her to join us today and just tell her story. And again, just with everybody that has been listening to us, we're going to be real, we're going to be raw, and we're going to tell it how it is. So um, we're telling from our perspective. And, you know, I want Andrea to be completely transparent in her perspective. And we're going to sit here and kind of just chat. And I'm going to, Ashley, do you have any, you know, points that you want to throw in first before we throw it over to Andrina? Uh, no, just that I got to be lucky enough to hear this story in person. So I'm just excited for Andrina to be able to share this with even a larger group. So go right ahead. Awesome. So, Andrea, let's throw it over to you. Introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself, and then uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Andrea, <laughs> and uh, I mean, apologize. I'm getting over a cold, so my voice is going to be a little scratchy. Uh, when I came to this company, uh, you know, you didn't really know. You look for some place you're going to be comfortable in. Uh, I think you know who's going to you're going to be working with is definitely one of those important key factors and me looking for a company, honestly, I'm looking for a company with people that possibly have something like me. I, I look at people and I didn't want to go to a group of people. There's four bald white men. That's not for me. I'm probably not going <laughs> to be as comfortable right, right away. Um, and I found this company and the company I actually chose realistically, I'm, I'm in Kansas. And so there's not a whole lot of, diversity as much as maybe in other places and the one thing was oh everybody there's brown hair and there's not just all blue eyes and blonde hair and you know my broker there's some diversity and there's you know gay and there's different you know different walks of life and I'm like maybe I can find comfort here and meeting with my broker was an amazing experience um I actually asked him I was like do I need to basically wash myself out? Like, are you expecting me to wash myself out? Do I need to come and straighten my hair? Do I need to, you know, just, are you expecting me to pretend to be somebody I'm not? And absolutely, the first thing was just, no, be you, be, be, have the big hair, you know, tattoo, face, whatever it is, be you, you know, there's somebody in this field that's going to relate to everybody. Um, it's not a cookie cutter field. Uh, and so having somebody that supports that's really a nice experience. Um, coming in here, um, of course, I'm biracial. I don't, well, I don't know if you can tell, but <laughs> um, there's, you know, white and black. And so uh, coming into it, you know, you don't, you hear a lot. You don't, you might not think that there's really a big demographic for people who treat you differently, maybe. I mean, if you're not experiencing it, then you really don't know. And I honestly don't think I experienced it even so much in Kansas until I got in this field and you're working with these new clients. And it can be something is just very mild as, oh, I know a black person down the street. 
and then it's like uh i as far as uh to someone else telling me like oh you people like you guys just you guys and your dry nappy hair and like we're not friends you just work for me like i've had both ends and then i've had it even from other black people where you know they tell me maybe i need to just they tell me they're uncomfortable they're not sure about working with a black person because maybe it's gonna deter people from coming to their home uh so maybe they feel better just choosing a white realtor i have been on the phone with somebody for two hours had a great conversation and they told me um i think we love you but we think it's just going to be in our best interest to choose a white realtor if i'm being honest and the fact that i was able to get that much comfort out of them where they're comfortable enough to even say that to me is it blew my mind um you know and then to have like kind of know like where do you go in this because of course there's that instant I have to say professional but it's I don't feel very professional in this setting like I'm you're bringing out a different side of me but I need to keep my cool but I don't know you know you're trying to battle in your head what to do in this situation how unprofessional is too unprofessional without being untrue to yourself uh and you know talking to your broker and you know, saying like, I, I had to have that real conversation as far as what do I do in this situation? Because it, it made me angry, honestly. Um, and having somebody that knows where the right direction when they are maybe out of their realm, knowing they can direct you to another person, it definitely is helpful. And, you know, I spoke with some people who had experienced it firsthand and were kind of getting, able to give me those pointers. It, it helped tremendously. Let's let's unpack this because I think it's so important on a lot of different levels of these different points that you've made, right? Um, a, it, it's absolutely sad that we're in a world that people treat other people because differently because of their skin or their, their hair type texture or their sexuality or whatever it's going to be. Like there's a list of reasons why or not why or what people are um, angry about and have their opinions about. Um, but I, I remember distinctly, you know, when you came in to interview with me and we're chatting, we're laughing. And, you know, I think that we really, you know, I'm going to speak for myself. I had an instant connection with you. I was like, I, she's down to earth. Like, I love her. And I don't look at, I don't look at people for color or what, I, mean, I don't look at them and judge them out what, that way. Um, we're right next to a military base. And so I grew, born and raised and I, I call uh, our area, like a melting pot, because you have all walks of life. And I think I'm so fortunate enough to to be able to experience that um, and, and really like be able to be open to all nationalities and color and um, origin of where you're at. So but anyways, on, on, when we were talking, let's let's kind of unpack because, you know, we have people that are listening and not just um, watching us on, on uh, camera here. When when you say look like you, you hit a little bit on your hair. Go a little bit further into what you were meaning by that. Um, just looking for somebody who basically, okay, so if I'm seeing four white bald head men, I really don't know the extent of, there's a possibility that they may not, we may not, we may clash. Just that possibility of we, there may be racist. We don't know. We don't mm -hmm. know. And so... Um, going somewhere where it's like you hope like maybe oh there's there's black people in this one there is no places here there are no places here that have that diverse where there's like black people in this and you know there's different cultures mm -hmm. there's not very many of them and so you kind of have to take what you can get honestly 
Mm-hmm. And you have to trust your judgment. You have to take a look and just get a feel for people and hope that, you know, they really are just good people. And when I met with you, I instantly felt this is good people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not being judged. Um, they want me to be myself because they understand the same way I do. There are people who are looking for me. There's mm-hmm. people that are looking for you. There's people that are looking for me. Um, and there's somebody for everybody. And so just looking for somebody in, in regards to having maybe the same similar skin color or, you know, maybe normally my hair is a little bit bigger, but, you know, it's like, oh, she has an afro that I relate to an app like that's <laughs> like there's it's a culture in its own, honestly, or people with, with dreads or, you know, piercings, tattoos. Like there's so many different things that may you wouldn't even know make someone comfortable just by looking at somebody um, the right. same way it can change where a white person would see me maybe or somebody else that didn't have those similarities and they may instantly be uncomfortable and mm-hmm. or maybe they not even uncomfortable maybe they feel more comfortable with somebody else or an older generation person feels more comfortable with the older generation person it's just who do you feel like we relate to people instantly see faces that is their first instinct natural instinct to you know they're as much as people don't judge, they, they're judging in some way, whether it be in a positive way or negative way, they're taking something from that face of mm-hmm. what they, you know, how they want to proceed or anything. Sure. And so when, and you'll have to help me with my memory here, but um, I believe we had, was Jatera here before, before you? So I was the first one. <laughs> the first, I was the first black person that I'm aware of. Uh, when I came, there was nobody. Um, We had another agent come to Tara. She came after me. She will tell you she came because she saw my face. We had another agent come, Aaron. He came because he saw me and Jatera's face. We had another one, Deanna, come because she saw me, Jatera, and Aaron's face. These are all things, you know, and now you're bringing in this this new culture. Like, you're Mm -hmm. adding to a culture already, but you're getting a different demographic. Absolutely. And I think that's huge, like... For, for me, when, you know, some of the, the different courses and uh, different seminars that I've been to, uh, people talk about, like, how you have to be diverse and create diversity. Like, you can't create diversity. Like, you can't force people to come to your business yeah. and work for you. And I, I think that, you know, this is just like the culture talk that we've talked about, um, you know, the camaraderie. Like, it has to happen organically. You have to make all walks of life feel comfortable with you. Um, I don't care again, what your skin color is. Um, but I think we, we, I know that we've had conversations like this is my, my expectations. Um, these are the, the way that the company is going. And as long as you align and you're, you're you know, going to do everything ethically, legally, um, and you align with my morals of the, the company, like, cool. I don't care what you look like. Um, and I truly believe that if you have all the people from the same group, quote unquote, click or whatever you want to call it, um, same demographic, same circle of people, you're not reaching out into the other people. You're you're keeping yourself so small minded in such Mm -hmm. a circle because you're not pulling other outside influences. Um, And if you want to be able to grow, not only just for an agent or for the company, you have to diversify um, all the way across the board. And I, there's a, there's a picture on uh, I think it was on Instagram. It was all of these quote white girls, blonde hair, has the hat, basic white bitches, right? Like that have 
um, the, the Starbucks cups and like, they're <laughs> saying that they're a specific office. Like I don't want that. And I couldn't just snap my fingers and say, I'm, I'm going to go completely against it. But I also had to prove myself because I too had to, you know, go through the, uh, a lot of negativity and people's opinion of my sexuality and my age. And, uh, I mean, like I had so many different things and I'm not saying it's same, same, but I understood struggles. Um, and so I could relate of some of these struggles that you were referring to. Um, okay. I, I remember a, Ashley, do you have anything to throw in and keeping us online? Cause you know, my, my brain's going to jump all over the place with this. I we're on a good, a great uh, track, but I think that, you know, all types of people listen to our podcast too. And I think what I really hope is that people will check themselves, you know, after listening to this and realize that we're all, you know, have the ability to represent our clients just the same. I mean, Andrina is a great agent and what a loss for a client, uh, you know, I think to make a decision off of that. Uh, and I think, you know, a little bit further, I, I think it'd be a great conversation to have as to when you do hear those things, like what do you and Steven come back with when someone says they don't want to work with you? I think that that's something we should definitely talk about. Yeah, I, I remember there was a, a situation in, in, I don't know if this is the first time that you came to me about it, but um, basically bringing and raising the, that there's an, you have a client or a potential client that was making comments. Uh, I think it was the you people type of thing. And I was like, Oh, hell no, no, I don't even, I don't want their listing. I don't, I don't want to work with mm -hmm. anybody like that. Like, let's not run after them. Like I will go over there. Let's go. Like, you know, I was ready to, you know, pack my bag and go knock on their door. Um, but how did that make you feel as far as the, the client that you're interviewing with, or if that was your client too, like, how did that make you feel? And then what about the conversation that we had, um, to be able to help support you? Yeah. Um, that client, <laughs> uh, that client, she was my client. We had been working together for a few weeks and I feel like, uh, I definitely have a way of connecting with a lot of different people and even truthfully her and, um, to some extent enough for her to feel comfortable enough to start her real true colors starting to show up. Um, and it makes you feel really bad. Like I really, in the moment, I, for my client, I, she's somebody that likes to sign everything by hand. So when you have a client that wants to sign everything by hand, you're going to be doing a lot of visiting to their home. I'm going to have to do a lot of door knocking, bothering you 10 o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock morning. Hey, I need you to sign this. Uh, and one time I decided, let me bring her breakfast and let me bring her some gifts, you know, because I'm probably stressing this lady out all the time early in the morning. It's, you know, and I did this and she says, I don't want anything you bring me. You're just working for me, girl. Just know that you're just working for me. That's nothing else. There's nothing to this. And she's like, basically told me, take my stuff, take my stuff and go. <laughs> so, um, after and you know even if that that part alone because we had so many different encounters with the you people with the my our color our company color is orange and she's like you people love your orange like I don't know why why do you guys love your orange and you know there's this is she's naming all her neighbors around the street and this is such and such they all have names and then there's a black guy that stays over there <laughs> like it's a whole and in that moment the feeling is rage it's rage. It's instant. I, 
I want, you know, truthfully, you want to hurt somebody. You you want to make them feel the way they are making you feel. That is a painful thing. You know, I'm bringing flowers to your door, just anything. And to do that walk of shame, essentially, where you're taking, picking your stuff back up. And in that moment, do I say something? Do I have, am I, you know, do you speak for yourself or do you walk away because this is a business and keep it pushing? Um, I really, I really had a problem and I, I left and I'll be honest when I left and I said, I don't remember quite what I said because, you know, you kind of glitch out a little bit. <laughs> like I know I said a little snarky remark back. Um, I can't remember. I think she said, mentioned something about my hair being, um, dry, all black people's hair is just dry. And I'm like, well, you know what? Well, we can't, you know, all white people have lice. It is what it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> just. You know, and no, I don't believe that. But, you know, when someone's just, you know, saying something stupid, let me just, you know, we're just saying stupid stuff. Let's say stupid stuff. <laughs> like, but it really bothered me that in that moment, I did not know exactly what to say because I was so filled with anger. Um, and coming back, that that was the first interaction where I actually spoke on something to you. And truthfully, I didn't speak on anything prior because in my head, this is a normal thing. What am I going to, I can't just come to you every time something happens. This is just unfortunately a part of some people's everyday life. Um, and you just have to kind of deal with it. Unfortunately, whether you deal with it in a positive way or a negative way, you know, and so really, you know, I am involved with the diversity committee here in Kansas, you know, just spreading awareness. It's really all, you you know, letting people know that there, this is going on and, you know, for that's kind of the biggest thing I can take from this is letting people know this is a big thing. This is real stuff happening in our area. And no, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who think that everybody is, you know, attacking black, black people or, um, you know, everybody has different motives. I don't feel that. But when someone shows me that, I trust that. I trust that they're showing me who they are. They're showing me that character. And this is a real thing. And people who are working with this person need to know this person is, this type of person we're not working with them um and so you know i had of course went to steven and in that moment where that was handled steven can help steven definitely is a great motivational speaker um he definitely helps a lot he and you know in this circumstance he can only i you know you can only really help so much in this kind of situation so he did he recommended me to another broker who has experienced these who is like me and when it as far as skin features and you know all these these different things and me and her had had like a two-hour conversation just regarding just you know just venting really just venting and how she's handled it in the past and how can we change this and make this a bigger issue than just blowing it under the rug and mm-hmm. so now you know diversity community, we're getting newer things on for these agents we're getting the at home that with diversity um just some training so people know that these are real things happening um of course every situation is different so it's hard to say like oh if this situation occurs this is how you handle it there's no one way and everybody's different there's going to be situations where someone's going to completely lash out and there's going to be situations where somebody may walk away because they're very timid and in my circumstance i'm i'm very playful, but I'll be very snarky. <laughs> like I'll say some very crazy little joke, like, okay, we're playing like that. Let's play. 
and I mean, it's not really a one feature. And I feel like any situation, that was how I handled that one. But in another one, maybe that could be someone's last straw. You know, you never, you never know. And so. If if I remember, was it Nikita? Um, Who is it that I recommend? Yeah. Nikita. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, and and she's down, she's a broker owner and down in Georgia, Mm -hmm. Atlanta. Maryland. Maryland. Maryland? She's in Maryland. Okay. Okay, My bad. Uh, Names and places. Mm -hmm. Right. But I was thinking, it's like, okay. I know that I cannot say I've I've been in your shoes, right? Like, there's no way, mm-hmm. like, I'm white or you're biracial. Like, I, I totally understand that. So I knew that going that approach and trying to make you feel better um, with my words was not necessarily going to be the the umph that you were looking for. And so, you know, I, I was trying to think, like, who do I know that is going, you know, is a powerful black businesswoman that will be able to help and be able to show that, like, no, you have to power through this. Um, and let's, let's make this something that, you know, we're not going to shut down and, and run out of this industry. Let's, let's make this to where that you are proud to stand up and stand up for yourself. And then really, I think when I, in my email to her, I didn't read it this morning. I should have, but I was like, I want to know what I can do to be a better leader so that Mm -hmm. this, I know that I can't prevent it, but I want to make sure that my agents and I mean, regardless of my agents or not, but I want to know that I want people to know that I have their back. And I'm going to help them regardless of what it is. Um, and yeah, so I've loved that you you were able to connect with her and be able to um, hear from different perspectives. And I think it just shows that this is happening all across. I mean, mm-hmm. really the world still, and it's happening. So freaking sad. Um, now, in, in this, like when you started sharing this story, it was at my, my broker fast track retreat. And um, that's where, and I think it was the day that I had all the agents there at the sales meeting and the brokers, the attendees were, were watching. And we had a, a guest, another broker owner from Colorado, I believe. Um, and she was Hispanic and she, we kind of got on this topic and you guys can help me through this, but uh, we got on this topic of basically when people heard her over the phone, everything was fine. But really when it was in person, they were can see they can see that she was Hispanic and then experienced this discrimination. Um, and when she was sharing the story, she really just shut down and became extremely emotional. And then this is when you, you know, really stepped up and shared your story, right? How did it make you feel that somebody of a different nationality, um, Hispanic, and being able to uh, she's experienced the same thing that you are in Colorado, that you are in Kansas. So how did that make you feel? Um, it made me, I mean, I, I'm very aware with what's going on in different places, different nationalities. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, I just want to, in that moment, I just wanted to be there for her in the only mm-hmm. way knowing, Hey, you're not alone. We mm-hmm. get through this. And that's really all I can do. Um, you can't sit there and just hold rage in every day. You don't want to cry about something every day. You need to cry, cry, let that out, rage, throw, whatever you got to do, let that out, let it go. You are standing up stronger. You are standing on, you know, you're not standing by yourself. I'm here. There's other people going through this. It'll be okay. I just want to be there. I think think in that moment, right, I think it was apparent that uh, she hadn't really let that out to anyone, really. I think this was a, that was a really time, if you will, or emotional spot for her to be able to feel comfortable to release that. And I think that's why it was so emotional, how great that 
you know, you were there to, uh, you know, more or less comfort her and, and, and relate. Uh, and I think that that's just what we need to be a lot more aware of, you know, as humans is that we're all facing some type of, you know, struggle. And if we can be, you know, more open with each other, I think, like you said, we, we help each other. You know, I, I think though, my hope in this, in this podcast is we can just draw more attention to it because I think as realtors, you can relate that, you know, we get all this training about how to treat clients. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the at home with diversity, uh, you know, those types of things. But I don't think it's a topic that is discussed enough as far as the opposite, right? So like what we're talking about today, what happens when it's the agent that's, uh, you know, actually being discriminated against. And I can tell you that I think there were a lot of people in that room too, that that thought had never crossed their mind. Uh, And I think as being leaders in your community or in your offices, the more that we're aware and the more that we stand up for one another, that's how we make a difference. Um, One of the other attendees, the, the broker owners, um, he, he, he's a big old dude, macho dude, right? Like, um, and kind of hard to, kind of hard to read very straight face uh, throughout the, the first day. And this is day two. And he came up to me afterwards and he was like, I literally like had tears in my eyes. Like I had to call my wife and just like tell her like, oh my God, what a, what a, like a realization that we just experienced and, um, you know, a chin check of like, there's people out there that are treating others like that. And I never thought of it this way. Um, and you know, he, he then went into about how being vulnerable, right? Like you are being vulnerable. The, the other broker owner, um, she was being extremely vulnerable and being able to share her feelings. And we were in a space that allowed that conversation to happen openly. And honestly, I didn't even interject at all. Like I wasn't even really being the um, facilitator, if you will, uh, during these conversations. Um, And it was, I think also like as a leader, you have to allow time and space for people to be vulnerable and open in front of other people if they are comfortable with it and not shut it down. Um, because I think if you shut it down, you're just going to suppress their, you know, their feelings mm-hmm. even more. Um, I think it's, you know, you're trying to control, like, it's not a fun topic. Like who wants to talk about discrimination? We would love to say it's not happening, but it is, we have to have these true talks and making sure that we're bringing the light to absolutely everybody. And that we have no clue how another person, like Ashley said, what they're struggling with. And so let's be there and be able to lift them up. So absolutely. I I think that was really big to, you know, I never, I don't think until that moment, like I didn't really realize like, yeah, we do allow the the emotions and the freedom and the vulnerability. And I'm very vulnerable. Like, I I think that, you know, for, for me to be able to share a lot of different of my stories to my agents and to other, you know, my clients, I, I, I think that's what makes a good leader is being vulnerable and showing that you too have struggles and emotions and um so that they're you're, you know my agents and my friends and my peers like everybody's able to then help me and lift me up too so it goes both ways of accepting the vulnerability and then also making sure that you're open and vulnerable to others as well um let's talk about deanna a bit you cool i'm, I'm mm-hmm. um <laughs> a thing that i did not know her name is really not deanna Mm-hmm. Right, Diana, <laughs> mm-hmm. and 
I did not know that. And I don't know, remember if it was at this conversation or not, but like she shared, she's like, my, my real name is Diana. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, you've been I with me for how long? It up. Yeah, you I did. actually called it out because she shouldn't be changing her name. <laughs> like, oh. stand on your name. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so, I, I mean, it's just something like, I'm going to say simple as that. Like, no, don't mask who you are. Like, yeah. I was. I was mad at her, like full, like, why did you feel that you had to do it? But I also mm -hmm. understand where, you know, like what her, as she explained it, like what her mentality was of it, it was easier yeah. for her and my, I mean, like I'm paraphrasing here, like it was easy for her to just change your name versus just correcting people right. that know it's actually mm -hmm. Tiana, like, right. Like, yes. and I still even catch myself saying her name incorrectly mm -hmm. and it makes me so mad and I had to apologize. <laughs> you know, multiple times. And she's like, yeah, Yo, like at least you are acknowledging trying. and you are mm -hmm. trying to make, you know, the change. Like you've known my name mm -hmm. for about a year as Deanna and now it's Deanna. Like, okay. But yeah, mm -hmm. so let's go with that. Like how do you, I, I say simple. It's really not simple. That's a huge thing. It's your name. It's your identity. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm, I mean, it's a normal thing. I mean, even with my name, my name is Andrina. And it's a normal thing. People call me Adriana, Andrea, Adrena. Even in emails, you see my name spelled. If you can see my name spelled, there's no reason you should type in my email, responding back to my email, calling me Adriana. <laughs> there's no reason. I have no understanding of it. Um, in person, and I, you know, and I tell people when I talk to them, I let them know, hey, my name is a little more difficult. You may not remember it right away but we're going to fix, we're going to figure this out together. If you need me to correct you, just don't be offended. I'm going to correct you. Um, I know what the end, I have my picture on my card. Um, Deanna has her, she does not want a picture on her card. Um, she doesn't want people to instantly know what she looks like until they get a chance to speak with her. And it's hard to say like, oh, I'm not surprised. Like this is a normal thing. It may be more surprising for other people, but it's not. It's just a normal, that's the, and I know, honestly, and I used to do it when I first would meet with people. My first thing is to maybe, maybe I want to tie my hair back and put it in a nice little bun, slick back, cover up my tattoos, you know, maybe I want to get what a little set, like, you know, you want to, your instant thing is, how can I make this easier for other people to accept? And then you can part, part to why am I changing myself for you to accept me when I love myself? I accept myself. If it's hard for you, you don't need to be talking to me. You don't need to be working with me. You don't need to encounter me. Uh, mm -hmm. And so really my feelings are either figure it out or don't. <laughs> like I'm, It's very simple. Um, the people right. who want to acknowledge my name correctly, the people who want to acknowledge me for me, those are the people I want in my life. And Absolutely. That's and, you know, on the name topic and it just popped in my brain, like we actually had in our office for a good while, um, to where you were being confused with Jatera. Mm -hmm. Correct. She and was so they would, yeah. And so people would be like, Hey, Jatera to Andrina. And like, even that, like, you're not even taking the time, uh, to be in, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for myself and my opinion on this, right? Like you're not even taking the time to make sure that you know the correct person's name. And it would be different if, you know, like it would be like, Hey, Ashley. And I'm really talking to Andrina, like, Oh, I messed up your name. 
but it was a constant, right? And it just happened to be that it was the two black girls in our office that they were switching mm-hmm. the names up. Like that infuriated me to no end that I just thought that was so extremely disrespectful. And I also know, and if you want to, to share this and um, there was a situation, another situation within our office that somebody made a, a comment, a, a very derogatory term. Um, and you brought it to my, my attention. And I said, no, like who, who is it? I want to like, we're not tolerating that. They, they need to go. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, you, you didn't tell me exactly who it was. Um, but you were wanting to bring awareness that this is happening. And I so appreciate that you, um, you know, you brought it to my attention because I made sure that I said it and that people know that it's known and that we're not going to tolerate it. And if I ever hear it, and if I ever know who it is, toodaloo, like that's not the way that our company runs. So even masking some of that, like it's just mind boggling uh, to me on there's so many different levels of disrespect that people don't truly realize how disrespectful they are being. If, you know, it's an honest mistake um, one time, that's fine. But multiple times, that's not okay. That's just a habit that you're creating. So, and with the name change, um, you know, it's, it's easy to miss, you know, maybe mispronounce, mispronounce someone's name or call someone another name when you haven't known them very long. That was going on. Like after we've known you, we've been working with each other for over two years, you know, there was really no excuse. And so, and we kept correcting everybody, like the people that were doing, we kept correcting them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then we noticed like, okay, they're not acknowledging it this way. Like they would always text me instead of her. uh, And they're like, you guys, like you guys just are so similar. We don't, to me, we don't look alike, but the only difference is she just has straight hair and you have curly hair. So if she curled her hair, it's like who or who we don't know who's who like like there's a difference still um but we started having to the only way we went about that was we started calling them different names like mm-hmm. intentionally so that they would realize like hey like oh i'm sorry your name's not i don't know you guys just look so much the same like <laughs> just like and then eventually it started becoming a you know now they're noticing because now they're feeling it and so mm-hmm now it's a personal feeling now they can remember that um but that was it was crazy yeah uh and there's things like that how i told you like people are saying certain things a lot of times you know of course people aren't bringing everything to your attention and i handled that situation the way i felt i needed to handle it but when i told you i wasn't going that was a let me tell you what's going on not so much i need you to take care of this i took care of it um but it's just really just like how you are, like how you're able to, you acknowledge things. You're not trying to just sweep everything under the rug. You're not trying to hide our feelings on things. You're allowing us to bring this to your attention and try to, like, you're asking like, okay, are you like, you know, when we go into that room, it's like, is this a venting session? Do I need, what do I need to do? How can I help? You're going out of your way to try to fix a situation. The problem is of course, every situation cannot be fixed. Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing thing for, you know, it's it's been ongoing. Um, and that's really why the only thing you can do is spread awareness so that when it does happen, you have a bigger group of people on the same team to stop this and not so much of, oh, it's okay. It's not that big of a deal um, because it's not a big deal until it happens to you. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, and, you know, like, and I'm not going to say again, it's same, same, because I don't think you can ever compare apples to oranges on this or oranges to oranges, whatever you want to compare. But 
Um, you know, Ashley, I know that you experience a lot of um, pushback and I'm going to, I mean, really it's discrimination too, because in, in my opinion, right, you're a beautiful blonde woman and, you know, sometimes you may have RBF um, and resting bitch face, right? But people are judging you on your appearance, appearance regardless um, of my, in my opinion, of your skin color or hair color or anything else, everybody is judging you. Um, and Andrina has already said that. So how does that make you feel, um, Ashley, on, on how people are always constantly making comments on your physical appearance? Yeah. You know, I think, and I think Andrina can probably relate to this too, that like over time, right. It, it gets a little bit easier or you find a little bit more confidence to realize that it's really on those people right so for a long time i used to internalize that um you know i used to do unhealthy things to try to make myself thinner uh you know those types of things and it just takes a while to really realize that it isn't you and you know I, what i noted on here is for anybody that's you know facing that type of discrimination like no transaction is is worth the way that someone makes you feel um no friendship is, you know, worth if someone is, you know, derogatory or, or can't see the the light in you. And I, I think that that just takes time. But I think it's really unfortunate for all of us, right? I think the, between the three of us, we all have something that is unique or, or different than, than others. Um, and I find it unfortunate. And what I've come to now is it's their loss. It's not mine. Like, I know I'm a great friend. I know I'm a great realtor. And if they can't see past my, you know, blonde hair, or maybe I'm a little shapely, or I have a, you know, nose ring, same thing. I mean, I've gotten all those comments. I started in real estate when I was in my late 20s, and I used to get that I was, you know, too young to know anything. Uh, and it is just amazing. One thing I found lately, though, I heard it on a TikTok, but was when someone says something like that, to actually respond with, are you okay? And the thought process is, is that you catch them off guard onto what they said. And then they actually think back to themselves, like, maybe that wasn't appropriate. And I've done that twice in the last month when someone said something inappropriate, uh, you know, whether color or um, somebody said something about my RBF, which, hey, man, let's wrinkle. We're all for it. Um, and I did say, I was like, are you okay? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, why would you say something like that? And then they're like, oh, I'm just joking. And I was like, that's, that's not funny though. And I, I really caught them off guard. Um, but I, I think it is just, you know, um, I remember, you know, we've talked about it is what it is, but like old white men, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they struggle with females in general, especially a female that isn't afraid to question them. And, you know, that was hard. I remember coming home, uh, you know, crying and, you know, why am I trying to make a difference that nobody cares? Uh, but it is those people that are watching that you don't know that are watching uh, that I'm trying to inspire. And, and every now and then you get someone that stops you out of the blue that you would have no idea that they, you know, are watching or anything. And they'll say, like, thank you, or, or you're such an inspiration. I came out of an appointment yesterday. And I ran into uh, uh, an old teacher and she gave me a hug and, and just said, I just wanted you to know what an inspiration you are uh, in this town. And I was caught off guard because, again, like, you just don't know who's watching. So 
I think if we all can realize that we are inspirations to people for whatever facts of difficulties that we're you know facing and the fact that we're willing to be so open to share, I think that's how we'll, we'll all continue to have these discussions, maybe help someone to think in a different light. Absolutely. And, you know, Andrea, I do have to say, you know, Ashley made a, a great point there. Um, how many other people that are out there that are like you, that are, you know, experiencing this, that aren't able to, or, you know, too afraid to speak up or speak out yet, um, you know, you to be able to inspire those. I mean, I know you inspired so many people in that room that day at the, the broker fast track retreat. Um, and it's a constant conversation that we still have. So, um, as scary as it is, you know, I, I do have to commend you and applaud you, um, of how brave it is that you are able to stand strong in, in, be vulnerable and share your story. So that is absolutely freaking amazing. I, I love that about you. Um, and you can continue to amaze me every single day. So uh, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to glaze over the fact either, Stephen, that I mean, you have a situation as well that you've had to, to deal with that. I think that a lot of people could relate to, uh, and I would love to hear a little bit about that from you. Which situation? <laughs> I've quite a few. I mean, there's plenty, yeah. but let's talk about your sexuality. Yeah, like, so, A, I always kind of struggled with my sexuality, right? Like, um, we're in the Midwest. It's, you know, you kind of have to suppress yourself, and at least that's the way that I felt. And, um, you know, I went to college, and honestly, one of the stories I was going to share, um, my freshman year, the mass majority of my friends were black dudes, right? Like, and, like, we all were hanging out, and I cheered at a D1 university, um, if that didn't give it away that I was gay, I don't know what did, but whatever. Um, you know, like there was somebody that was bullying me, um, like legit, like not, not just like talking shit, like trying to get in my face, push me and, you know, calling me names and everything. Right. Um, and I didn't even know that my friends were behind me and they're all like probably six, four plus black basketball players, like uh, awesome guys. And they beat the living shit out of this dude. And, you know, like, I was like, whoa, like they actually have my back. Like, you know, like these guys actually were people that made fun of me in high school, you know, or poking fun. Um, but they really do have my back. So you can poke fun. And that's kind of when I started learning that people, yeah, there's jokes that you can be made, but when it's truly something that is intentional and jagger thrown at you, that your true people around you know that that's not acceptable and stand up for you. Um, and that was absolutely amazing. Fast forward into, I think the biggest thing that has happened that is just mind boggling to me still, even to this day, and I definitely would have handled it way differently. Um, we, I, I just got my broker's license um, and we were at the a local establishment of Bar and Grill. And there just so happened to be this other uh, broker owner of uh, a different company, Competition. And they were drinking, which totally fine. And, you know, I'm somebody that truly believes that everybody is entitled to their opinion. I don't run down the street with a pride flag. Um, I, I don't throw things out in people's faces. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. But also with that being said, like, they can't, like, it's not acceptable for them to throw their opinions and their objections over at me. Um, so I just feel like there should be this mutual respect. There was not this mutual respect here this that evening. And... Um, they were going on and they were making fun of Ryan and I, um, we were sitting at, you know, earshot table next to them. 
and they were like, um, fa this, fa that. Um, they were going on about, they, they legit pulled up the uh, Google and started trying to find everything on uh, Uber or Uber dictionary, nope, urban dictionary um, of different derogatory terms related to gay people. Um, and so like, okay, cool, whatever, you're drunk, um, got up and like, she just so happened to get out of the booth right in front of me. Um, I don't think intentionally, to be honest with you. And I just said, Hey, like, just letting you know, like, calm, calm it down. We can hear you. Like that's like, that's it. And like the rage of the, the flip of her hair and the, the way that she looked at me, she started screaming at me and she goes, um, they took away. I can no longer say the N word. And she was very loud. I, I can no longer say the N word. You're not going to take far away from me too. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like, like that caught me completely off guard. And then it just can continue to escalate, right? Like she was going back, she was yelling. Like I legit like thought that she was going to punch me and, and let's be honest. And I, I was not afraid to hit a girl at this mo moment in my time. Like I wanted to rage out and bulk out. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to, not even going to engage. I tried to keep calm. I went to the bathroom and like, it was so embarrassing because the entire restaurant turned and looked at us. Um, and it was so embarrassing. Like you're legit calling me a derogatory meaning, like you're meaning to be derogatory and you're calling me names. Um, and you're another, your peer realtor, like that's not acceptable whatsoever. And when I get mad, like to no end, I cry. Like I just cannot control my emotions. I I'm crying. Like my fists are like ready to go. I had to go outside. Um, the manager had to, you know, kind of deescalate the thing. Um, and it just so happened to be that the owner of the establishment is another realtor. Um, and they already got wind and she's calling me on the phone and she was like, that is unacceptable. This is not okay. Like we do not stand behind that. And he kept on going. Right. Like, and I was like, we'll just see if this de-escalates, de go back in and it continues to go on. I mean, it just still, it, she's making a huge production. Mind you, she has her children in the booth with her watching all of this. So I truly believe that it is taught um, and it is what you are, are raised in. Um, but what a horrible, horrible person. It had to go, like, my grandmother was the broker owner of the company at the time. Um, like, I had to call her to let her know because, hey, there's this big old fiasco that's happening. Like, I need to loop my grandma in, my broker in, um, not because I'm going to my grandma to say, hey, fix this. But out of, like, from a professional standpoint, I had to let her know. Um, long story short, like, what happened was... Um, we met with my grandmother, called a meeting with other broker owners. There's multiple owners of this company at the time. And we, we talked about the situation and all of a sudden, you know, she said, I found God and I, 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 I'm going to make sure, you know, like that's never going to happen again, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not knocking religion or anything else, but you can't tell me on a matter of 24 to 48 hours that all of a sudden the, the Lord and Savior like is coming down to save your ass. Like. And it definitely not her. Um, but like that still continues, right? Like she still does these things. Um, there was a, a situation not even a month ago that it was very similar of just to get this. She was drunk and intoxicated and went absolutely berserko. Um,
But if I would have known known what I know now, then I I definitely would not have just let it go. And I think that's probably why, like uh, Andrina, I'm so quick of you know throwing things underneath the the rug um, because I had to throw it under the rug, and that's not acceptable. Um, I I think that you know I not I think I know um, a that was I mean verbal abuse, right? Like look at the the code of ethics that I mean every single one of them checks on that one. Um, the the legal ramifications that could have been there as well, like not okay. And so I wish that I would have done something then, because then would that have saved the the next agent that just got uh, completely humiliated as well and yelled at? Um, or what if there's clients that are out there? And the thing that draw, like I cannot wrap my head around like at all, and I'm like putting my hands on my face and like because it drives me nuts. Like she has black people working for her, and do they truly know what she said and how derogatory she was? Like that's sad. And here I can't, like, I can't go and say, Hey, this is what happened. And, you know, multiple years ago, but also I know like, I kind of fear for them and I worry about them. I don't even know these people, but I know what she said to me. And so I can't even imagine what she's still continuing to, to think. And it's absolutely freaking horrible. Um, yeah, I, I, there's so many other situations that have happened, but that was the main thing that I, like, I, I felt like from there I had to prove myself. I had to show, you know, I am successful. I am good at what I do. Um, it doesn't matter about my sexuality, right? Like all of these things I've done and, but it's because of somebody's BS opinion about me that I was trying to prove. And it took me a long time to realize that I need to love myself and prove everything to myself first before I could even allow to prove to other people. Now I don't need to prove to anybody else. And it's just loving myself and, and loving me first. So yeah. Shitty situation. People, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think, right. Like when you find people that you can just talk to about it, I think that helps a lot. But mm -hmm. um, Andrina, one thing I wanted to come back to was, I think you said that after uh, Stephen hired you, there were a couple of other agents that came on after that. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit as far as like how that made you feel or, or what, what that meant or how you were involved in that? Um, I think I, I really like that I made someone comfortable enough to come to a company. I mean, I think that's in its own, but then it's kind of like that, the fact that I, you know, I had to have the understanding of why that's the one thing that makes them comfortable to even give it a chance, you know, that in its own is a whole thing. Um, but I'm glad that they were able to find somebody somewhere that gave them that sense of comfort and that belonging. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that uh, everybody that is listening has multiple different takeaways. And, um, you know, if you have a, a story that you want to share, reach out to us, let us know. Um, we would love to have other guests. And Andrina, I can't thank you enough. Like, A, mm -hmm. again, you're a fantastic <laughs> agent. Um, you're a great friend. I, I really value our friendship and everything that we have gone through and grown through. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that we all can continue to help one another and inspire other people that are out there to be able to be a better person and better human. So, um, okay. thank you everybody for, for listening and thank you guys for hanging out for a little bit. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like subscribe and share with others. 
Stay connected for more genuine insights and strategies to boost your real estate career on Facebook or check out our website. We'll see you next time.